all my paranormal misfits and welcome to the Paranormal Misfit Podcast. I am your host Chrissy and I'm here to talk about all things paranormal and spooky. From experience that I or someone else has had, to the shows, movies, and books, to lores and legends, and to the places known for the paranormal. I'm going to talk about all of it. I myself am a believer with a healthy set of skepticism. Uh, You'll hear my thoughts and feelings about different topics revolving around the paranormal, so cozy up with your favorite beverage of choice and listen along. Good evening, all my spooky ghouls and goblins. It's another Friday night, and I am Chrissy, your Paranormal Misfit podcast host. Um, Tonight's episode is actually going to be about the last broadcast. So this was a 1998. I'm just going to read it off of Wikipedia, and then I'll give my... um, my thoughts and everything about it afterwards. So anyways, so it's a 1998 American horror film um, written, produced, and directed by Stefan Avalos and Lance Wheeler, who also stars in the film. So it's kind of told in a pseudo-documentary style format and employing the found footage type of technique. But it's a fictional film that appears to tell a story of a man convicted in a 1995 murder of his team, of people one night during an expedition to find the mythic Jersey devil in the New Jersey pine barrens. So it's about 86 minutes long. Um, This budget was only $900 estimated and it actually pulled in for 4 million. So like they banked on it. All right. So it was a commercial success. It was uh, premiered October 23rd, 1998. And despite um, the critical reviews that it was a commercial success. So this is probably one of those things they kind of consider a cult classic. If you think of things like a Blair Witch or what else is another cult classic? Um, Shoot, Rocky Horror Picture Show, stuff like that. So anyways, so the film deals with a documentary film. The marker named David Lee and his investigation of the fact or fiction murders. In this case, a pair of cable TV hosts of a public access television were murdered in mysterious circumstances, and one of the bodies were never found. Lee seeks to discover the truth behind these killings making, while making his documentary. <clears throat> Factor Fiction is a show dealing with unsolved mysteries and the paranormal. Its two hosts are Steve Johnny Avcast and then Locust Wheeler. Although it was an initial success, Lee later... Lee's later investigations find that the show was failing and is, was threatened with imminent cancellation. At this point, Johnny comes across an idea of a live internet relay chat section of the show. So a caller suggests that the team searches for the Jersey Devil, a mythic fig- figure associated with Pine Barrens. Johnny and Wheeler recruit Ryan Clacken, a sound man who allegedly can record the paranormal, and Jim Shurd, Shurd? Yeah, (laughs) a psychic. Uh, Lee later says that um, Jim is emotionally disturbed. And with that, whenever you're watching it, um, they kind of do some... um, What are they called? They're not investigations, but... uh, Interviews, there we go, with um, his shrink, right? And his shrink was... (laughs) His therapist... uh, 
was the most unprofessional therapist I think I'd ever seen. Like whenever they were interviewing him, his legs were crossed, propped up on the desk and all that. And with a Hawaiian shirt guy talking about how Steven or not Steven, but Jim loved magic and somehow uh, magic and the internet becomes this like sinister thing for Jim. And, you know, anyways, so the plan is, is that the four men go into the Pine Barrens, where Jim would lead them to the site of the Jersey Devil. During the hunt, they broadcast a live show simultaneously via television, internet, and amateur radio. They enter the Barrens, but only Jim emerges out alive. The others are brutally murdered, and Johnny's body is never found. So Jim is the only suspect and is charged with the murder of the others. During his trial, testimony shows that Johnny could not have survived given the loss of blood found at the crime scene. Lee summarizes the trial. The prosecution has bolstered their case by the work of a video engineer nicknamed the Killer Cutter, who compiles a documentary of the group's trip using the surviving footage found um, at the crime scene. Jim is found guilty and is in prison. Some observers doubt his guilt because his clothes were not bloody. In addition, there was evidence he was engaged in an IRC room at the times of the murders. Oh, excuse me. Before his conviction can be appealed, Jim dies in prison of unknown causes. Authorities considered the case closed, and Lee receives a box containing a damaged tape reel, which he at first amuses as the tape, or assumes is the tape from the Factor Fiction team, although none was believed to exist. He hires um, a data revival retrieval, a data retrieval expert, Shelley Monarch, to construct the images on the tape. Um, she finds that Wheeler and Clacklin's, Clacklin's murders were caught on tape and Jim was not, could not have killed him. She finds a blurred image of the real killer. As Lee videotapes her, Monarch uses an image video, an image editor to reconstruct the image of the killer's face. She completes this image before Lee's next visit and is shocked to discover that Lee is the killer himself. The camera then shifts to a third-person perspective, whereas all found footage has been shot by Lee. From this perspective, viewers see Lee attack Monarch and suffocate her with a piece of plastic sheeting. He loads her body into his car, drives out to the woods, and dumps it in the clearing. He begins to to tape himself, narrating the next segment of his documentary. So, (laughs) kind of has the Blair Witch feelings, right? Because... Found footage out in the woods, messing with shit you shouldn't be messing with. And um, what it doesn't say on the Wikipedia page is that whenever, um, how they how they come across all of this, right, is December sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. Because assuming this is nineteen ninety five, is whenever this whole found footage kind of thing, this film put its time period in. It was 1995. Okay. So what that happens is, is they play a call, a 911 call of someone who's trying to find his camping party and no one is coming up. The caller walked 10 to 15 miles away from the payphone from where he called. And he said he had a bad feeling and that the hosts of fact and fact or fiction are missing. What was great about this movie was it was so nostalgic because of the 90s styles and the, the, you know, the different slang sayings and stuff like that. So total 90s. <clears throat> but yeah, um, let's see.
sure the movie's kind of corny, right? I mean, Blair Witch was scarier. The original Blair Witch, not not the newer one, the original. <laughs> um, but what's what's cool about this film is this actually kicked off your found footage, right? It, it wasn't necessarily Blair Witch. It was this movie. And this movie kind of catapulted Blair Witch. And then Blair Witch got such great success. And if you think about it when you do found footage, that like your budget can be less. So you can actually bank more, which is really cool. Um, but it also kind of set the scene for like uh, ghost adventures, ghost hunters, stuff like that, because those are technically found footage. Those are live, you know, it's them recording it themselves and then, you know, bringing it back or whatever. So um, the other thing that I find interesting about this film is that when it comes to the trial, Jim goes from being the shock from the from calm and shy when the you know he's the one that made the call he's the one that uh you know told the guys hey let's go you should go look for the jersey devil stuff like that and then the obviously prosecution is going to play him off as violent and purposeful in every thing that he goes through and the other thing is is that the two guys that he was with the, the host from Factor Fiction did not believe him at all. They were egging him on. They were kind of, you know, like hazing him, making him feel bad. They'd either call him a psychic or a psycho. They'd have like, you know, really demeaning jokes. So naturally you're going to hang out with someone for so long and they do that to you. You're going to want to punch him in the face. But anyways, um, I think this movie was really cool. It's, it's a cryptids movie, not necessarily, you know, uh, what am I thinking of? It's it's not necessarily like hauntings. It's more of, you know, the Jersey Devil. And if you were to look over the lore of the Jersey Devil, which we'll look over just real quick. Um, it's also known as the Leeds. Leeds? Yeah, Leeds Devil. And, and it's said to inhabit the forests of the Pine Barrens in South Jersey. Um, the creature is often described as flying um, with hooves. The picture is fucking terrifying and hilarious at the same time. Because the common description of this thing is a bipedal kangaroo-like or wyvern. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Like with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a pitchfork tail. <laughs> um, it has been reported to move quickly and is also described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. So, yeah. Um, I love it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Let's see. There's, okay, so different shows have kind of touched on Jersey Devil, right? You got the X-Files. Jersey Devil apparently had a video game. The Wolf Among Us, 13 Child, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, The Barons, Carney, Pop Tropica, A Night with the Jersey Devil. I gotta find that one. Um, the last broadcast, obviously, that I just talked about. Legend Quest, What We Do in the Shadows. Now I need to watch What We Do in the Shadows. Gravity Falls and Supernatural. Um, I mean, it's a wild ride. Not going to lie. I I don't know. I It's it's 
it's a film that if you're looking to, you know, watch something about a cryptid or look into try something new, maybe, I don't know, maybe see some nostalgia because this was filmed in the 90s and it looks great. Uh, I would definitely give it a try. Keep an open mind to it. Don't be so judge like don't judge it harshly because it is what it is for that time period. Now, did I think it was scary? No. Half the time I was like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> um, and like I was looking over my notes and I'm like, wow, I was terrible at this. But <laughs> because I was actually watching the movie instead of trying to write the notes. Um, I mean, it's a little under an hour and a half. It'd be a good you know, a little October film to add in there to your spooky collection. I do feel because it bounced between two, right? So you have like Hell House, if you guys remember, is it Hell House? Yeah, Hell House LLC, how they have like, you know, the found footage of the people making the house, the haunted house, and then the next documentary crew kind of like looking at that footage on top of their own footage. And that's kind of what this gave. But it also gave, if you were an American, I used to be an American Horror Story fan. I'm not really now. Um, there's a few seasons that killed it for me and I'm like, eh, I'll just watch my older ones. But it kind of gives the American Horror Story Roanoke season feel. You know how they do like a reenactment and then bringing them all in like the two different ways they, they film the two different groups. Um, that's that's kind of what it felt like. It's, like I said, it's not terrible. It's not something I'd be like, this is amazing. But, you know you get a little wild hair up your ass and feel like watching it. I think you should, especially if you want to see something about the Jersey devil. Now you never get to see the Jersey devil, but that's essentially who they're looking for. So this is more of like a cryptids with a murder mystery. And you never see the cryptid. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it's kind of short, but, um, you know, it's it's just going over a movie. And I got some better, not better, but I got some more stuff lined up, you know, later on this month. Got some more interviews going on. Got Mothman things to look at. Might be sharing them on the, the Insta. Um, so, yeah. If, like I said, if you get a wild hair up your ass, go ahead and give this movie a try. If not, still give the movie a try. And I'll talk to y'all next time. Well, that concludes this episode of the Paranormal Misfits. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to keep up with the latest and greatest, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're listening to on. And give me a follow on Instagram at Paranormal Misfit. If you have your own spooky paranormal story you'd like to share or want to hear about a particular lore, place, or whatnot, please feel free to drop me a DM in Instagram. And on that note, I will catch you all later at the next episode, my ghouls.